the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Praise be the most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. My friends, on this Sunday morning, we shall meditate together on Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Remember that we triumph over all these things through him who loved us. We shall pray this morning together with Psalm 44. It is about the misfortune of God's people. Yet at the same time, while God's people are suffering misfortune, they cling their eyes, their ears, their souls, their minds, all on the Lord. And they know that the Lord has prepared for his people a reward, a nation, a home, food, a table. And they know that the Lord God is their king, is their savior, and that the Lord God is always the only one that they can trust. And by trusting them, the Lord can save us from our foes, can put our foes into shame, because the faithful people has no one but the love of God and the love for one another, even the love for the enemies. So let us this morning pray together and praise the Lord as we begin these beautiful moments where we spend this time with God. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We hear with our own ears, O God, our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you yourself in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My dear friends, I want you to meet with me today 
and a studio, uh, his own personal studio, actually, uh, where I am in Hollywood, uh, still doing the work of God uh, with many people of faith based film industry in Hollywood, praising the Lord and definitely praying for the safety of all and looking how best we can evangelize in this world and how best we can protect and save and promote our faith, our family and our freedom and protect this nation from the snares of the devil and pray for people who are suffering in the world. So I am in a studio of Mr. Ryan O'Quinn. He's a CEO and founder of Damascus Road Production, a company in Hollywood, California. Ryan is a 24-year veteran of the entertainment industry and president of Damascus Road Media Group and Damascus Road Productions, a company dedicated to high-quality faith and family entertainment with a positive message. He has created, produced, and starred in content across all mediums since 1996. Sony Pictures Believe, produced by and starring Oakwin, was named the Christian Film of the Year and outperformed the studio's highest expectation in home entertainment by 16.3% the first two months following release. The reason why I'm telling you a little bit about him because there is a new movie coming up, actually, coming out, actually. And before we talk about the movie, I want to let you hear this beautiful voice of this uh, father, husband, and a CEO of a great company, and an evangelizer in the world. Um, should I call you Paul or should I call you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you could probably call me Paul. Uh, thank you, Father Andre, first of all, for having me here. And welcome to our studio and our office. It has been truly our honor this week to to welcome you and, and your honor guest to be here with us. And as always, my I want you to know that my house is always your house. Anytime you are in L.A. or anywhere in the area, please know that you are welcome here. But uh, <clears throat> you, you mentioned Paul. My name is Ryan, of course, but I, I play a character named Paul in, a, in an upcoming film uh, called Paul's Promise that you got a chance to screen yesterday. You're among the first people to screen that, and I so appreciated your valuable input and your kind words afterwards, and uh, it was truly one of the honors of my life to portray this real-life man of God on the big screen, and uh, I'm excited to bring that to audiences in a couple months. And you kept the accent. I did. I got the <laughs> accent. I, I grew up in Virginia. I've, you probably still detect a bit of a twang in my voice. Voice. Although I've lived in L.A. for 25 years, my uh, my roots is in the American South, of course, and so I got to channel my my roots. And uh, you know, I, I got on the phone with my grandmother regularly, who still lives in Virginia, and would remind myself of that accent as I as I played Brother Paul in this film. Well, um, it is it is funny. I want to tell you first of all, thank you. It was really a privilege being with you um, to see this private screening. And I think I either sat in a chair or next to that chair where uh, somebody by the name of Spielberg. That's right. Is that right? That's right. Sat in that same studio. <laughs> where there's so much uh, beauty to it, and there's something special about the sound effect in that studio where you allowed us to sit and watch that, that special screening of that movie. Can you tell us a little bit about your studio, first of all? Absolutely. And th this physical space that you and I are sitting in as we speak was the former home of DTS Sound, and DTS was one of the first uh, companies to create what we now know as surround sound. Nowadays, when we go to... To the movies, it's not uncommon for us to jump into a, a, a movie theater 
theater that has surround sound technologies. But it was right here in this physical space was one of the places where they um, they built and created that technology. And in the, the physical screening room where you sat yesterday was where Steven Spielberg sat and watched his film Close Encounters of the Third Kind for the first time listening to the movie in this new technology and was so impressed that he decided to implement that in his next feature, which was a little movie we all know as Jurassic Park. And that, that all happened amazing. right here. Both. Yeah. Part one and part, part one two, and part right? two, yeah, right here in this. In this I want to tell you, this is one of our favorite movies in Lebanon. But the toys that came from that movie, <laughs> the, right. all the kids develop yep. a culture to know every name of every dinosaur, including yeah. my little nephew Ray in Lebanon. I mean, it's unbelievable. They buy the books of the dinosaurs and they they remember the names of every dinosaur. I think that that that, that movie affected really. Uh, at large, I would say, the culture of the children and made them friends of the biggest beast right. somehow in the world. Yeah, exactly. And, it, you know, it's still, even though that film was in the in the mid to late 90s, those two pictures, uh, you know, my 10-year-old son, even right now, is infatuated by dinosaurs and, and the whole notion. <clears throat> and the, uh, you know, the, the there's a new film coming out with Chris Pratt, which is a follow-up. Uh, there's been a couple of films with the continuing that Jurassic Park legacy. And it's just, just really neat to see what and how we do what we do with the technologies. I say we, I'm, I'm taking no credit for this, but the special effects and the sound effects that the the, the uh, magicians in the post-production uh, aspects of Hollywood and the visual effects people can do and, and pretend to interact with dinosaurs, which obviously don't exist when you're shooting, and just to be able to be a part of that amazing technology and to, to be in this physical space where a lot of that technology began is really an honor. I, I want to thank you so much. Ryan, uh, the work of um, Mel Gibson, and uh, people like Mike Illich, um, Jim Caviezel, and many other stars and friends um, in Hollywood allowed me to come to Encounter and to meet you. And you did a short film uh, that you yourself have offered. And I want to thank you on behalf of the thousands of children and families we help and we work with in the Middle East, in Lebanon, and abroad in a mission of hope and mercy. And you allowed us this great hospitality. And um, I think um, you made us look good in front of those many people, many actors, um, many um, companies that they do film industry. So you're not the character of Paul, who I saw in a movie, denies his friend because he's a black at least three times in that movie. That's right. What? How did you feel when you were when you were playing that role um, of Pastor Paul, who ended up really a great pastor, as a matter of fact? And you're going to tell us more about him. Um, was that a difficult moment? Did you think that you are actually more Peter than Paul? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the good news is, I was surrounded by great people during that movie. Um, Joseph Cannon, who plays opposite me, who. Who is the who portrayed the black uh, former best friend of Paul Holderfield in the movie? He and I got a chance to talk a lot about it, and honestly, I think right now, arguably more than ever, certainly when this film, when the the story of this film actually played out in real life in the height of the civil rights era of the 1960s. Arguably now more than ever, we find ourselves again in the zeitgeist. Of, I'm sorry, that's in Arkansas, right? In Arkansas, yeah. In Arkansas. The, the true story, that's right. The true story takes place in Little Rock, Arkansas. And so our film is a what we call a biopic, a biographical picture uh, uh, based on the true story of this man who was, by his own admission, um, a racist, a bigot. Um, he was a white southern firefighter who had a black best friend growing up. Uh, they were both sons of sharecroppers, both grew up very poor in rural Arkansas, 
and as he as he grew up he again by his own admission sort of fell in with the wrong crowd got influenced by others who were uh, who didn't understand um, God's mandate to love all people, and he really became a racist and and was ashamed of that. But had a mom who prayed hard. His mother was, and the movie is called Paul's Promise, uh, based on the the promise that he made to his mother. He had a a, a mother whose unwavering, um, undying wish and constant prayer was that her son would fall in love with the Lord and would really come into relationship with the Lord Jesus. Jesus, And she prayed constantly for her son. And finally, uh, at risk of giving away some parts of the movie, finally on what was essentially her deathbed, he said to her, I'll take a look. I'll open my Bible. I'll look into this. I will examine the person of Jesus Christ and see how that affects my life. And when he did... A complete 180. I want to tell um, our listeners in all of Colorado that uh, the beauty of the mother in relationship to Paul is that she almost was like Jesus Christ on the cross, refused to even die before she takes a promise from her son, a truthful promise, because he had lied to her and so many promises before to make her feel good. Until before she died, he actually made the real promise that I will go. And I will take my family to the church. And I believe her funeral was the very first prayer service that he attended right. and from all his heart. And he prayed with joy, as a matter of fact. He did. That's so true. He he have, he uh, reneged on his promise several times. You know, in, in the movie, you'll find that he, he made false promises uh, just to appease his mom and just sort of get out of the situation and to avoid answering her hard questions. But finally, um, he made a pledge and, and a lasting promise that honestly changed every, everything. The legacy of that man uh, ch- changed the legacy within his own household. And, and the, the result of that is truly miraculous. His children are pastors in the church now, and the, the church has grown exponentially. It still exists today. And it's still a Nazarene church? It's a Nazarene, right? yes, it's a Nazarene, it's a Nazarene denomination, and, um, and it still grow, it continues to grow. They have a, an incredible homeless, and, um, food shelter, food, homeless shelter and food pantry ministry in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and it continues to flourish today based on his promise to his mother that he would just take a look at this, this person of Jesus. Ryan, it's really a privilege that you gave us the first teaser about this movie on such a humble show, honestly, but I'm sure Salem Corporation and uh, KNUS in Denver are very proud and they feel privileged and I'm sure they will support you and we will go watch this movie. I would watch it honestly probably three, four, five, six, seven times because you take on lots of issues in that movie. Uh, The feminist issues, the abuse against women, uh, the famine against the children, the civil rights movement, the racism, black and white. uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of issues that you take on and all the solutions were promoted based on the gospel of hope and truth and love and forgiveness of our lord jesus christ yet not one single verse of the bible was ever quoted in that movie but the whole movie was the bible coming to life what was the secret behind the writing the script of that movie was well written who wrote the script yeah the the script was written by vitya stevens who is an excellent writer and uh, when the script came to us he was he was so gracious to allow us to also bring in other people to speak into the writing of the script and so it was a group effort and i'm sure he'd be the first to say that our director was involved one of our producers heather o'quinn was involved um uh, uh vocational pastor by the name of Sean Mead came in, and we also had great input from our actor Joseph Cannon, 
uh, and Tank Jones, who uh, who were two actors that portrayed a couple of the, the, the African-American men in the film. And we really wanted to have that voice uh, be spoken into as well. The last thing we wanted to do was to try to assume to understand the black experience in America. But we really wanted to hear from them and have them put their history and their legacy and their plight in this country into the movie. And, and they took ownership of writing a lot of the dialogue that came from those characters. And it was a true blessing and sometimes rare in Hollywood, but to, to have a creative team that was open-handed and said best idea wins, it was it was really invaluable. And so what you see on the screen is the, the culmination of, of multiple peoples coming together with one common purpose. I will, um, I will not say something personal and, and ask your comment. Um, one of the things I did not tell you about my remarks about the movie, which all of them argued, there's nothing bad you could say about that movie except you must watch that movie. <laughs> And that's really um, a very good thing. When would the movie come out, first of all? When would it hit the theaters? It'll be out uh, either late summer or early fall of this year. So uh, at the moment, we're looking at August of 2022. That could change based on the distributor plans. But uh, in just a few months, it'll hit theaters. So every woman character in that movie was almost like type A character. They were the strongest characters. And um, all of them somehow suffered abuse, unfortunately, except your wife. Right. in the movie and uh, your wife um, supported you and uh, I do believe your your two children actually played the role of your children in the movie as well absolutely it was such a joy to, to work I'm using air quotes here to work alongside my own children we shot the movie in the height of, of the COVID pandemic of course and so there were so many restrictions um, restrictions from the unions and the Screen Actors Guild and, and, and the, the various guilds that were involved in the, the filming it was really difficult to um, have any other extras or a lot of a lot of extra people on set, and so uh, we thought for both for practical reasons and for safety reasons, we should just cast my own children to play my children in the movie. So it was a family affair. My wife is one of the producers, and uh, and I was a producer as well, and our kids were involved, and all three all three of my kids were actually involved in the movie, and two of my kids play two of my kids, and another one of my kids plays my niece in the movie, and and it was a family affair. And we met them yesterday, and. and- they were very, very nice, very kind, uh, and you could see the light of the Lord Jesus Christ on their faces, actually. Um, I wanted to tell you about your better half, <laughs> your real wife in real life, Yes, um, Heather. Heather, yeah. Um, she did amazing, and she's a great support. Um, how is the relationship, how did the relationship you and her start? Because both of you are Christ-oriented um, people. You have a lot of faith in your hearts, and um, you built an industry, you built a family, and uh, you're doing business as a faith-based, almost not film industry, but almost like a ministry, Mm -hmm. like a family ministry. Tell us, uh, what would you like to tell Heather? Yeah, well, thank you. And she and I have been married for, this will be 21 years, and we, we dated for about four and a half years before that. So we've known each, we've been together, you know, for 25 years, and, and, and Christ was really the foundation of our, of our marriage from the very beginning. And, you know, uh, in Hollywood years, I think 20, 20 years is, is nearly 20 years a, is 100 20 years. 20 years, maybe 100 <laughs> years in Hollywood terms. But, you know, she and I are equally yoked in every way. And so we, um, we knew that we wanted 
wanted to um, serve the Lord together, and that's where it all started. When it came to forming our company, and she is the, the co-founder and, and executive vice president of our company, we named it Damascus Road Productions for a reason. And often I get a chance, Father, to, to explain that. When people don't understand what that name means or where it comes from, whether it's a, a 30-minute conversation over a meal or a 30-second elevator ride, anytime I hand someone a business card or mention my company name, more often than not, they will they will be inquisitive as to about what that name means. And and as you know, it, it essentially means change. And obviously, it's it comes from Paul's journey on the road to Damascus. And the, the movies that we greenlight internally here at Damascus Road, the very first thing that we look at is an element of change in the picture. I know very well that my job as an actor or my job as a producer is not to convert people. My There's no way I can do that. It's from the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit that the Lord is going to convert those who love him. My job is purely to plant a seed, which I believe is biblical, and to tell that story. So I have a mantra on my wall of my office here, and I don't know who said it. It's credited as anonymous, but it says... The movie theater is the church for the world at large. It's where people go to sit in the dark and contemplate life. And as I look at that mantra every single day I walk into my office, I realize that I have a job to do. And Matthew 28 is very specific, and it basically says, paraphrased, that no matter what your occupation is, your vocation is something different. My occupation as a professional actor, and I say occupation meaning how I pay the mortgage, how I put food on the table, how I pay the bills, that's one thing. We all have an occupation. If we are Christ followers, our vocation, coming from the Latin word vocar, which means calling, absolutely, our calling. Calling is and to, to pro- call out. That's right. And to proliferate the truth and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So every film that I do, even though if, if there's not a dramatic call to action or a conversion moment in the movie, at the very least, I want to instill an audience member the opportunity to think in a different way and to realize, number one, there's something bigger than myself. And number two, I never thought of it that way. So the element of change that is inherent in all of the Damascus Road movies will always be present to prompt people to look deeper, specifically at the message of Jesus. What you just said, Ryan, in the last few minutes that we have, do you consider this being the mission statement or the vision statement of the faith-based film industry now in Hollywood? I do, and I think we're squarely standing on the shoulders of those that have come before us. Um, Early on, there were pictures that were not well-received in this industry, and people didn't understand. They didn't get it. Uh, You mentioned Mel Gibson earlier. He he and his team that created uh, and carried out successfully The Passion of the Christ helped change the game in Hollywood. It was the first time ever that secular-based studios said, oh my goodness, there is an audience for this. People will turn out and watch a movie like this. How, how can we be a part of this? And it helped change the narrative in the film industry. And we are, we are coming on the heels of that and finally walking into, a, um, into an industry that for the first time ever is saying, how can I be a part of that? And how can we be a part of the success of stories like this? You and I would understand the, the benefits of that from a spiritual element as we are proliferating the message of truth with a capital T. Others may be interested in the financial success of a film, but I believe that the Lord will use that in whatever way he sees fit. This is a good Sunday morning with Father Andre with um, Ryan here in his personal studio. And I want to tell you, my friends, remember the keyword he just mentioned. There is an audience. Hollywood acknowledges, the secular Hollywood acknowledges, there is an audience for the Lord Jesus Christ in America. So have hope. Strengthen your knees. 
build up your muscles a little bit, do some prayers. If you're Catholic, go to the Holy Mass and receive confession, profess our Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And these are not homilies, these are not preaching. This is our duty if we were to uh, prevent darkness in the world and save the lives of many people in the world and definitely promote uh, and confirm the culture of the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth. I want to ask you a last question. Uh, it could be probably um, just um, because I need your encouragement. We all need. What did you see in the mission of Hope and Mercy? Mm. It's such an incredible organization, ministry, and mission. Um, Heather and I seek to support uh, ministries and missions exactly like this. Um, living in, in the heart of Hollywood, I'm not able to go to the mission field and do the work that the, the boots on the ground missionaries do there. But at the very least, I can support the mission and the work and the ministry that the Lord's doing. The hands and feet of Jesus are actively on the ground through this mission, and I'm willing to support it in any way I can. I want to thank you, Ryan. And uh, I want to pray with you in uh, conclusion. Um, the part in Psalm 44 where it says, It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame all day long. Our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. And may Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, forgive us our sins, keep us and maintain us and sustain us, and promote in us the victory, the peace, and the joy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And may God crush Satan, our enemy, and give us eternal life. Amen. God bless us all. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.